Hello, and welcome to Informed Ohio. The best defense against tyranny is an informed citizenry. Here at Informed Ohio, we will be reading bills that are before the Ohio House and Senate, so Ohioans can now listen to just the bill, so you can form your own opinion and be an informed citizen. Stay focused, Ohio. The next bill is House Bill 1, and we're going to start with the bill analysis. It was introduced by Representative Matthews. Summary. Income tax. Repeals the graduated income tax rates that apply to non-business income, currently ranging from 2.765% to 3.99%, and instead levies a flat tax rate of $360.69 plus 2.75% on all income over $226,050. Property taxes authorizes the tax commissioner to extend any county's property tax reappraisal or triennial update period by one year starting in tax year 24 through 29. Decreases from 35% to 31.5% the percentage of real property's value that is subject to taxation. Indexes that 31.5% rate so that it decreases in proportion to the increase in inflation. Repeals 10% tax rollback on non-business property. Modifies the 2.5% homestead tax rollback to equal a flat $125 property tax credit for all owner-occupied homes. Establishes an enhanced homestead exemption for certain long-term homeowners who qualify for general homestead exemption. Indexes for all homestead exemptions the amount of the exemption so that the exemption and resulting tax savings increases in proportion to increase in inflation. Detailed analysis. Income tax non-business rates. The bill modifies the income rates on non-business income by repealing graduated rates that apply to that income and instead levying a flat tax on taxpayers with income over $26,050, beginning in 2023. Under current law, Ohio levies tax on individual non-business income that falls within four income tax brackets. The income ranges of each tax bracket are indexed for inflation, and the rate ranges from 2.765% to 3.99%. The bill eliminates these brackets and instead imposes a single flat rate of $360.69 plus 2.75% on all income above $26,050. Taxpayers with an income below $26,050 still indexed for inflation are not subject to tax under current law. The bill suspends the inflation adjustment on this $26,050 amount for 2023. Unchanged by the bill's modifications, a taxpayer may continue to deduct up to $250,000 in business income or $125,000 for married taxpayers filing separately, and any business income in excess of that amount is subject to a 3% tax rate. Property Tax Modifications The bill makes numerous changes to the process by which real property is valued and assessed for tax purposes. Under continuing law, county auditors conduct a reappraisal of all property in the county every six years 
with an additional triennial update in the third year, which is done in conjunction with the tax commissioner. This reappraisal or update generally determines a property's fair market value for the next three years, i.e. the price for which the most which the property would sell in a transaction between a willing buyer and a seller. Agricultural property, in most circumstances, is valued according to its current agricultural use, CAUV. Yet, not all of the property's fair market value, or CAUV, is taxable. Under current law, property's taxable value is 35% of its fair market value. The property's taxable value is then multiplied by the applicable tax rate, that result is then reduced by HB by the HB 920 tax reduction factors and further reduced by any other reductions or credits to which the property is entitled, including the 10% non-business and the 2.5% homestead rollbacks and homestead exemption. The bill's changes affect most stages of this process. Reappraisal period extension. Currently, the number of counties subject for reappraisal or triennial update in each year are different, ranging from 5 to 28 counties. For tax years 24 through 29, the bill authorizes the tax commissioner to extend any county's reappraisal period by one year in order to regionalize and equalize the numbers of counties scheduled for reappraisal or update in any given year. Assessment Rate Decrease Inflation Adjustment As discussed above, under current law, real property is taxed based on its taxable value, which is 35% of its fair market value, or CAUV. The bill reduces its assessment rate to 31.5% beginning for the year tax year that includes the provision's effective date. The bill also indexes in its future tax years so that the rate decreases in proportion to increases in the prices of all goods and services comprising the national gross domestic product, often referred to as GDP deflator. The tax commissioner calculates this adjustment each year by multiplying the current year's assessment rate by the percentage increase in the GDP deflator over the preceding year and subtracting that result from the current assessment rate. Rounded to the nearest 0.001% in case the deflation, the rate may increase but not exceed 31.5%. The commissioner must compute and publish the adjusted assessment rate on the Department of Taxation's website by August 31st of each year. The bill's changes to assessment rate calculation also apply to manufactured homes that are taxed as real property. Tax rollbacks. Current law authorizes several property tax credits which direct reductions of tax liability. As opposed to reduction in taxable value of assessed property, application of a credit reduces the tax owed after the tax liability is calculated. Most homeowners benefit from two credits affected by the bill. The first credit is known as the 10% non-business property rollback, reduces taxes owed on certain property tax levies by 10%. This credit applies generally to one, two, or three family dwellings in a non-timber agricultural land. The second credit, known as the 2.5% homestead rollback, reduces an additional 2.5% such tax on an owner-occupied dwellings that serve as a taxpayer's primary resident in up to one acre of land, quotation, homestead. The state currently reimburses local taxing authorities for the cost of both of these rollbacks from the GRF. Currently, new and replacement levies approved at elections held on or after November 13th 
of 2013 are included in computing either rollbacks. The bill repeals the 10% non-business property rollback. The bill also modifies the 2.5% homestead rollback, replacing the percentage calculation with a flat $125 credit against the tax liability levied on the taxpayer's domicile and up to one acre of land. The flat homestead credit cannot reduce the property's tax liability to less than zero. The state will continue to reimburse local governments and schools for the cost of the flat credit. The repeal and modification of the rollbacks begin to apply in the tax year 24 or for the manufactured home tax 25. The year difference in application is due to the fact that the manufactured home tax is payable on current year basis, whereas real property tax is payable in arrears. Homestead exemption. Another property tax credit that the, the bill modifies is a credit on the homestead of certain qualifying individuals. Under current law, this homestead exemption equals the taxes that would be charged up to $25,000 of the fair market value of a home owned by a person who is 65 years of age or older, permanently and totally disabled, or at least 59 years old, and the surviving spouse of an individual who previously received an exemption, parentheses, referred to in this analysis as the general homestead exemption. The credit essentially exempts $25,000 of the value of the homestead from taxation. Also, under current law, special enhanced exemptions of $50,000 are available for the homesteads of military veterans who are totally disabled and their surviving spouses, referred to in this analysis as the disabled veteran exemption, and for surviving spouses of peace officers, firefighters, and other emergency responders who die in the line of duty or by an injury or illness sustained in the line of duty, referred to in this as analysis as the public service officer exemption. All three current homestead exemptions also apply to manufactured and mobile homes. Regardless of whether they are taxed as real property or taxed under the manufactured home tax, they also apply to housing cooperatives. Though the requirement for individuals to own the home does not apply in that context, homeowners who first receive the general homestead exemption for tax year 2014 or later, or tax year 2015 for homeowners who pay the manufactured home tax, must have an Ohio modified adjusted gross income of $34,600 or less as computed for state income tax purposes, including all business income and excluding Social Security and disability benefits. Under continuing law, this income limit is increased each year to adjust for inflation. Homeowners who receive the general homestead exemption before 2014 are not subject to the income limit and no income limit applies to the disabled veteran exemption for public service officer or exemption, officer exemption. Long-term homestead exemption. The bill establishes a third enhanced homestead exemption of $50,000 for long-term homeowners to qualify a person must satisfy a criteria for general homestead exemption, including meeting the income limit and also have continuously owned and occupied the homestead or manufactured home for 20 or more consecutive years. This enhanced exemption also extends to the homeowner's surviving spouse until the spouse remarries, provided the spouse meets an income limit for general homestead exemption. As with all current homestead exemptions, local taxing units are reimbursed by the state for the reduction in property tax revenue that results from the bill's enhanced homestead exemption. The reimbursement is paid from the GRF semi-annually or annually.
inflation adjustment of exemption amount. The bill annually indexes the amount of all homestead exemptions, including the bill's new enhanced exemption, so that the exemption amounts, and therefore the tax savings, increases according to the increases in the GDP deflator. The adjustments are made in the same manner as the inflationary adjustments are made to the income limit for the general homestead exemption. By multiplying the current year's exemption amount by the percentage increase in the GDP deflator over the preceding year, preceding year and adding that result to the current exemption amount, rounded to the nearest $100, an adjustment would not be made for any year the GDP deflator does not increase. The tax commissioner must compute the adjustment and certify the result amounts to each county auditor by December 1st to be applied for the following tax year, or in the case of a manufactured home tax, the second ensuing tax year. The bill's adjustment and certification requirements begin to apply in the tax year 2024 or the manufactured home tax 2025. Local government funding intent. The bill states that the General Assembly intends to appropriate funds in fiscal year 2024 and fiscal year 2025 to local governments impacted by the bill's tax changes. This was introduced on February 15th of 2023. Now we're going to go over the fiscal analysis and local impact statement. Highlights. The bill eliminates most state income tax brackets for non-business income and imposes a marginal tax rate of 2.75% of inc on income in excess of $26,050. The permanent tax cut would reduce all funds revenue by approximately $1,734 million in fiscal year 2024. Does that mean to be? I think. And 1,854 million in fiscal year 2025. And increasing amounts in future years. In addition, a one time revenue loss is expected in fiscal year 24, resulting from revised employer withholding tables issued by the tax commissioner. LBO's preliminary estimate of this loss is $867 million, which would bring the all-funds revenue loss estimate to $2,601 million in fiscal year 24. The revenue losses will be shared by the state GRF, 96.68%, the local government fund, LGF fund, 7069 and Public Library Fund, PLF Fund, 7065. The LGF and PLF each receive 1.66% of the GRF tax revenue under codified law. Therefore, the revenue loss to the GRF is estimated to be $2,515 million in fiscal year 24 and $1,792 million in fiscal year 25. And the loss to both of the LGF and PLF is estimated to be $43 million in fiscal year 24 and $31 million in fiscal year 25. The bill reduces the property tax assessment rate on real property from 35% to 31.5% in tax year 2024, and then indexes the assessment rate to inflation beginning the following year. This would result in revenue losses to school districts and local governments estimated at $538 million 
for fiscal year 25 and increasing amounts in future years. The bills decreasing real property assessment rates generally are expected to increase state aid to school districts through the state foundation aid formula, offsetting local tax revenue losses to some degree beginning in fiscal year 2026. The bill eliminates the GRF reimbursement of the 10% rollback starting in the tax year 2024, which reduces GRF, which is general revenue fund expenditures, by estimated $1,309 million per year. The general revenue fund will realize about half a year of the savings in fiscal year 2025 and the full annual amount continuing in subsequent years. The bill changes the rollback for owner-occupied residences from 2.5% of most taxes levied to the $125 beginning in tax year 2024. This may increase expenditures from the general revenue fund to reimburse school districts and local governments for the rollback of $150 million to $180 million per year. About half of that cost, $75 million to $90 million, would be incurred by fiscal year 25. The bill provides an enhanced homestead exemption for long-time low-income residents, which may increase expenditures from the general revenue fund to reimburse school districts and local governments by estimated $121 million per year, and about half of that cost, $60 million, would be incurred in fiscal year 25. The bill indexes the amount of exempted by the homestead exemption to inflation. This change in conjunction with the changes in assessment rate and the rollbacks is estimated to increase the amount of exemption and GRF reimbursements by $28 million for tax year 2024 and by similar amounts in the years thereafter. The bill states the legislator intends to appropriate funds to local governments affected by the bill, but does not specify details or include these appropriations. Detailed Analysis The bill reduces income tax rates and eliminates income tax brackets above the bottom taxable bracket. It reduces the real property tax assessment rate from 35% to 31.5%, ties future changes in the assessment rate to changes in the gross domestic product deflator, and makes other changes to the property taxation. The bill states the legislators intend to appropriate funds to reimburse resulting revenue loss of local governments in fiscal year 25 and 24 and 25. Income tax changes. The bill replaces, starting in tax year 2023, the current tax brackets for non-business income. Ohio adjusted gross income, less taxable business income, and less exemptions for individuals. With a single bracket in which tax before credits is changed, non-business income of $26,050 or less remains untaxed. The tax rate for non-business income over $26,050 up to $46,100 is reduced by 0.5% from 2.765% to 2.75%. For non-business income over $46,100, marginal tax rates are reduced by 14.8% to 31.1%, depending on the bracket. This change would reduce personal income tax PIT liability by an estimated $1,734 million in tax year 2023 
and 1,854 million in tax year 2024. In addition, the tax commissioner would revise the employer withholding the tax table to align withholding receipts with the corresponding PIT liability. Such an action would result in a one-time revenue loss during fiscal year 24, in addition to the tax year 23 PIT liability cut. LBO's preliminary estimate of this loss is $867 million, but the actual amount of the loss would depend on the tax commissioner, who maintains discretion over the design of the withholding tax table under RC 5747.06. The existing table has eight brackets, with marginal withholding rates up to 5.009%, which contrasts with the tax policy in the bill that essentially consolidates the progressive non-business income tax into two brackets with a top marginal rate of 2.75%. Lower general revenue fund tax revenue would reduce transfers to each of the LGF and PLF by an estimated $43 million and $31 million, respectively. In those years, the 1.66% rate for each in codified law. LGF revenues are transferred to the counties, municipalities, townships, and some other local governments. PLF revenues are transferred to public libraries with a small amount going to local governments. Amounts retained by the General Revenue Fund are estimated to be reduced by $2,515 million and $1,792 million, respectively, in fiscal years 24 and 25. All amounts would tend to rise in most future years. As noted above, the bill states that the General Assembly intends to appropriate funds in fiscal year 24 and 25 to local governments affected by the bill's changes. Whether this intent would extend to school districts or to public libraries is unclear, and the bill does not appropriate funds. Potential indirect fiscal effects. Income tax rate reductions ranging from 31.1% would likely have the indirect effect of increasing the income tax base. To the extent there is such an increase in the tax base, it would result in an increase in the PIT revenue. LBO does not know of a reliable source for the determining the magnitude of such indirect effects through published academic research on the effects of cuts to the federal, in parentheses, and state income tax rates concludes that indirect effects are likely to be small relative to the direct effects. Property tax changes. The bill makes various changes to the law governing property taxation. It reduces the assessment rate for real property by 10% in tax year 24 and ties future assessment rate changes to the national price inflation. It eliminates the 10% reduction, parentheses rollback, in taxes due on some Class 1 real property and changes the 2.5% rollback for owner-occupants to fixed dollar amount. It gives the tax commissioner limited authority to change the years in which counties undergo valuation, reappraisals, or updates. It allows eligible long-term homeowners to claim the homestead exemption on up to $50,000 market value, of their residences. Reduction of assessment rate and elimination of the 10% rollback.
The bill reduces real property assessment rate from 35% to 31.5% in the tax year 24, a reduction of 10% and ties future declines in the assessment rate to increase in the gross domestic product GDP deflator, a very broad index of nationwide prices. The accompanying chart illustrates assessment rates that might result from the bill. The forecast for years after tax year 24 is based on the February 2023 prediction for annual changes in the GDP deflator from forecasting firm IHS Market. Real property taxes are paid a year in arrears, so the change in the assessment rate for tax year 24 would affect the payments generally made in the first half of the calendar year 25. The general revenue fund reimbursements lag in the tax payment dates, and about half of the effects on the general revenue fund of the bill's changes would occur in fiscal year 25 with the balance in fiscal year 26. The bill eliminates the 10% rollback for qualifying levies on residential and agricultural real property and eliminates the corresponding general revenue fund reimbursement for losses of school districts and local governments from that rollback. Qualifying levies are levies approved before September 29, 2013, and subsequent renewals of these levies. Levies that are not qualifying levies are not subject to rollbacks. Whether a levy is a qualifying levy or not does not alter revenues to taxing authorities, but only whether they are due in full from taxpayers or in part from the general revenue fund to reimburse for reductions in the amounts due from taxpayers. The lower assessment rate will reduce tax revenues of school districts and local governments from some levies and not from others. For inside mileage, the 10 mills 1% of taxes that taxing authorities may levy without seeking voter approval, the tax rate would remain unchanged and the lower assessment rate would reduce tax revenues by 10% for tax year 24. For levies to raise fixed sums of money, the tax rates at which the levies are assessed would rise by the amount needed to generate the required sums. The necessary upward rate adjustment would generally be by less than 10% of the taxes are imposed on the public utility tangible personal property, PUTPP, as well as the real property and public utility tangible personal property valuations are not affected by the bill. For outside fixed rate levies subject to tax reduction factors, the lower property valuations from the bill's reduction in the assessment rate would be offset or partly offset by higher effective tax rates up to the voted mileage. The calculations are done for carryover property, tax in the same valuation class in both the current and prior tax years. So for levies with effective rates that are 90% or less of the voted rate, the effective tax rate would adjust upward to fully offset the reduction in assessed value, resulting in no revenue loss. Tax rates on levies with effective rates equal to the voted rates could not adjust upward, and the tax revenue from these levies would decline 10% for tax year 24. Tax rates on levies with effective rates between 90% and 100% of their voted rates would adjust upward to the voted rates, resulting in loss of tax revenue by less than 10%. The 10% rollback in current law applies to residential and agricultural pre-
parentheses, class one, real property only. Taxes on all of their class two real property are not subject to rollbacks or general revenue fund reimbursements. Taxes in tax year 24, when the bills change to the real property assessment rate, would go into effect, will demand on future valuations and on future levy enactments and expirations. What follows is an estimate based on extrapolating net taxes charged on Class 1 and Class 2 real property into the future at historical rates of change. Shares of net taxes charged in each of the categories identified above are estimated based on sums of mileage rates in taxing districts statewide for tax year 22, the latest available. This estimation approach greatly simplifies the calculation, but at the cost of the precision, precision that would result from multiplying the rates on the many property levies statewide times the respective taxable values and computing sums of the resulting products. The estimation technique employed here gives an order of magnitude approximation to the bill's effects. Net real property taxes charged in tax year 24 under current law are estimated at 20 billion, consisting of 15.4 billion on class 1 property and 4.6 billion on class 2 property. Inside mileage accounted for 18.8% of the sum across taxing districts of levy mileage applicable to Class One property in tax year 22 and 16.3% of the sum for Class Two property. Using these percentages, net taxes charged for inside mileage would be an estimated $3.7 billion, Class One $2.9 billion, Class $2.8 billion for tax year 24 and 10% tax revenue loss due to the assessment rate change totals an estimated of $365 million. Fixed sum levies estimated in the same way are 11.7% of Class A1 property mileage and 10.1% of Class 2. On an estimated net taxes charged for tax year 24, totaling $2.3 billion, Class 1, 1.8 billion, Class 2.5 billion. No revenue loss would be incurred as a result of the assessment rate change. Fixed rate levies subject to tax reduction factors accounted for the majority of net taxes charged. Many, an estimated 11.6 billion, Class 1, 9.5 billion, Class 2, 2.1 billion, are levied at 90% of voted mileage or less so could fully adjust to the offset of 10% reduction in assessed value in tax year 24. An estimated $2 billion, Class 1.9 billion, Class 2.1.1 billion, are levied at rates between 90% and 100% of gross mileage, and $4.6 billion, Class 1.4 billion, Class 2.2 billion, the effective tax rate equals the voted rate. The revenue loss on fixed rate levies from the bill's 10% reduction in the assessment rate in tax year 24 is an estimated $172 million. Total net real property tax revenue losses for tax year 24 are generally payable in fiscal year 25 are estimated at $538 million. Tax revenue losses are an estimated $298 million for schools and $239 million for other local governments. In tax year 25 and thereafter, assessment rates would adjust downward further with changes in the GDP deflator, 
resulting in additional losses in fiscal year 26 and subsequent years. Most levies, 85% of Class 1 mileage in tax year 22, are qualifying levies. The share in tax year 24 under current law may be smaller, with passage of new levies and expiration of older ones at the 85% share, Class 1 rollbacks for the non-business credit and associated general revenue fund reimbursements would total about $1,309 million for tax year 24. The bill would eliminate these rollbacks and general revenue fund reimbursements. School district and local government revenue losses would generally occur in the first half of the calendar year 25. About half of the first year general revenue fund reimbursement would have taken place in fiscal year 25 with the balance in fiscal year 26, along with half of the next year's GRF reimbursement. Property owners would gain from the tax reductions resulting from the lower assessment rate, but lose from the loss of the rollback with the non-business credit. The latter would affect Class 1 real property only. Net taxes charged to owners of residential and agricultural real property would increase an estimated $929 million. Net taxes charged to owners of Class II real property would decrease an estimated $157 million. Effects of lower property tax assessment rates on school funding. The bill's decreasing real property assessment rates generally would be expected to increase state aid through the state foundation aid formula. The largest source of state support for the operating costs of school districts and joint vocational school districts. This increase will partially offset the loss in local tax revenue resulting from the bill beginning in fiscal year 26. The magnitude of the increase will depend on the future valuations and the parameters of the school funding formula that will be used in the future. Change in rollback for owner-occupied residences. The bill replaces the 2.5% rollback for owner-occupied property with $125 rollback. The state would continue to reimburse the general revenue fund, the revenue loss, of the local taxing unit due to the rollback. Not all homeowners eligible for this rollback appear to claim it. State reimbursements in 2021 for the owner occupancy credit totaled about $226 million. Statewide taxes paid on owner-occupied housing in 2021 totaled $10.3 billion. Based on the American Community Survey, ACS, query, if we assume that the self-reported $10.3 billion in taxes was total actual payments by homeowners, net of rollbacks, and pre-rollback total of amounts on which the 2.5% rollbacks would have been figured is $11.5 billion, implying $244 million in 2.5% rollbacks on qualifying levies. The number of owner-occupied housing units in 2021 statewide was $3.2 million, as shown by the ACS query. Of this total number, if the number of those actually claiming the credit was proportional to the ratio of credits claimed, $226 million to credits estimated to be potentially available, $244 million, about 3.0 million households, would have claimed the credit. This implies that on average, 2.5% rollbacks amounted to $75 per unit. The bill's provision for $125 rollback per homestead amounts to a $50 increase on average per homestead. 
If we assume that this rollback will be claimed for 3 million homesteads, the reimbursement cost of the general revenue fund would rise by $150 million. Alternatively, for the full 3.2 million households, a $125 owner-occupied rollback would lower taxes by $406 million, $180 million more than in 2021. This range, $150 million to $180 million, represents the savings for homeowners and increased costs to the general revenue fund. About half of the general revenue fund reimbursement would occur in fiscal year 25 and the rest in fiscal year 26. The full yearly amount of additional GRF reimbursement would continue in fiscal year 26 and thereafter. As with other property tax changes in the bill, this change would go into effect for tax year 24 for the real property and tax year 25 for the manufactured homes, both payable in fiscal year 25. Changes in assessment year. The bill allows the tax commissioner to delay reappraisal for update or update in any county by a year during the period of 24 to 29 only. This flexibility may help in an evening out the reappraisal and update workload on firms that specialize in this type of work, thus assisting counties in completing required assessments evaluations. In 2023, 41 counties are scheduled for a reappraisal or update, including two of the state's largest counties. In 24 and 25, 24 and 23 counties are scheduled respectively. Market valuations of property tend to rise in most years, so delaying reappraisal or update in a county will tend to lower the tax revenues. A delayed schedule would be permanent change, effectively locking in lower revenues in the year from which the reappraisal, reappraisal or update was shifted in every three years thereafter, continuing indefinitely. Part of the shortfall would tend to be an offset in the next two years, so this change is not without cost. Though the magnitude of the cost of changes will depend on the decisions made by the tax commissioner in implementing the change. Enhancements to Homestead Exemption Inflation Indexation The bill indexes for inflation the true parentheses or market value of property excluded from taxation by the homestead exemption. In current law, the value of property excluded from taxation is stated as $25,000 of the true or market value of the property, which is multiplied by the assessment rate and the effective tax rate to determine the amount of tax exemption. For disabled veterans and survivors or first responders in current law and for long-term time residents under the bill, the value of the property excluded from taxation is $50,000 of true value. The bill adjusts for both of these amounts for inflation. The inflation measure used, the GDP deflator, is the same index used for adjusting the assessment rate. Thus, the rise of the true value of properties subject to the homestead exemption will be approximately offset by the decline in assessment rate in years after tax year 24, holding the taxable value exempted little change from the year to year. In years after tax year 24, true value exempted from taxation by the homestead exemption in tax year 24 will be $25,000, sorry, $25,800 if the GDP deflator rises 3.2% in 23. The decline in assessment percentage would reduce the maximum taxable value exempted in tax year 24 by the homestead exemption for most homeowners to $8,127 
a 7.1% decline. Changes made by the bill would also alter tax rates multiplied by exempted taxable values to determine the amount of each homestead exemption. As discussed above, inside mileage rates would be unchanged in tax year 24 by the bill's change in the assessment rate. Fixed sum levy rates would just would adjust upward enough to raise the same amount of money when multiplied by the sum of real property values, reduced 10% by the assessment rate change, and of the PUTPP values unchanged by the bill. Effective rates on the fixed rate levies would adjust upward by varying amounts to or toward voted mileage rates. A precise assessment of the appropriate change in the rate would be complex calculation. The upward adjustment in the rate is here estimated at 8.2%. A decline in taxable value of 7.1% and a rise in effective mileage rate of 8.2%, coupled with the net effect of the increase in the owner-occupied credit from $75 on average to $125, and the elimination of the 10% rollback imply an increase in the total amount of the homestead exemption. The total amount of the exemption has been declining for years. As persons who qualified a decade ago when eligibility was not subject to an income test ceased to be homeowners, state reimbursements in 2021 for the homestead exemption totaled about $364 million. By 2024, the amount is projected to decline $325 million. Based on recent rates of decline, the inflation indexation provisions of the bill, along with the increase in average effective mileage rate and the change in the 10% in owner-occupied rollbacks, are predicted to increase the homestead exemption by about $28 million in tax year 24. Due to the considerable uncertainty, uncertainties in the components of this forecast, it should be viewed as only a rough approximation. Half of the general revenue fund reimbursement would take place in fiscal years 2025, and half would take place in 2026. Long-time residents. The bill provides an enhanced homestead exemption to homeowners who are, one, are age 65 or older, disabled, or surviving spouse, age 59 to 64 of a person who applied and qualified for the exemption, two, have an income not more than the threshold amount adjusted each year for inflation, which was $34,600 for 2022, and three, have continuously owned or occupied the homestead for more than 20 or more years. The enhanced exemption is on up to $50,000 of the market value of the homestead, which would be adjusted upward for inflation, so an owner-occupied occupants satisfying the requirements other than the new 20-year residency requirement for homestead exemption on up to $25,000 market value adjusted for inflation of a homestead could qualify for up to twice as large as an exemption upon reaching 20 years residency in a home. A surviving spouse of a person who applied and qualified for the reduction would also qualify. Most owner-occupied residences of persons aged 70 to 65 or older are the homes of persons who have lived in the same residence for 20 years or more. As indicated by the ACS query, 
In 2021, 65% of the owner-occupied residences of persons aged 65 or older had been in the homes of those persons for 20 years or more. On average, these long-time residents paid somewhat lower taxes. They accounted in 2021 for 62% of property taxes paid by all persons in that age group. Limiting the exemption to homeowners with low incomes as well as 20 years of residency in the same home reduces the share of owner-occupied residences further to 23% of owner-occupied households of homeowners aged 65 and older, about 260,000 households. These homeowners would save an estimated $121 million in taxes, which would be reimbursed from the General Revenue Fund. Property Tax Administration Fund Changes the bill eliminates a credit to the Property Tax Administration Fund, Fund 5V80, of up to 0.25% of the amount by which taxes charged against real property were reduced under RC 319.302, repealed by the bill. This section provides a 10% rollback. The 0.25% credit to the fund was suspended in fiscal year 2022 by a provision of HB 110 of the 134th General Assembly. The provision would raise up to about $3 million per year. Department of Taxation costs to administer the 10% rollback paid in part from this fund will be reduced by the rollback's elimination by the bill. This bill itself is over 200 pages, so we will not be reading the language, but the fiscal analysis pretty much it, it covers everything that is changing in the bill. Have a great day, you guys.